Welcome to a damn nation. So I got some sound bites. Uh, thanks to my sister who sent me uh, some of these uh, TikTok videos. So let's jump straight into it. We're going to talk about America now. During the nineteen around the nineteen nineties ninety four, the apartheid in South Africa ended. Now, usually, when America has a problem with certain countries, they do what what they call the, they start these embargo trades where they just basically stop trading with certain countries, like they did with Cuba, like they what they did with Cuba, uh, Cuba and Korea. Um, but yet, they didn't do anything when it came to apartheid in South Africa. They kept dealing with them. They kept trading. Now. America wants to jump in. USA gives final warning to Uganda to legalize homosexuality. Isn't that something? Listen to this. Because this, this is just fascinating to me. I'm like, wow. That's when they jump The world. Uh, what I can tell you about steps the United States uh, might take in response is that we are undertaking a review of, its, uh, of our relationship with Uganda in light of this decision. But Museveni remains unperturbed. The outsiders cannot defeat us. This is our, our, our country, this is our society, this is our future. This is not anybody's future. And, uh, uh, the outsiders will have to live with us, or if they don't want, they take their aid and we shall... Uganda doesn't, is very rich, we don't need aid. In fact, aid is part of the problem. Continue to earn. You see, so I find that very humorous when it comes to homosexuality. Now, remember this. I'm going to say it one more time. Homosexuality is not an ethnicity. Okay? When the apartheid happened, they did not stop it. Matter of fact, Uganda is not even the only only um, country that uh, doesn't deal with homosexuality. So it's just funny how... That is the that that is the main thing they want to talk about and deal with. But as I said before, when it was the apartheid, they did nothing to lift a finger. Now here's another soundbite that is hilarious. Marvel has a contract with the government, so when the government is looking bad in the light, what do they do? They put out a Black Panther movie. That's amazing. So check out this soundbite. The government has a contract with Marvel to promote. Um, positive images and sentiments around the government and that when social uprisings happen, they push out Black Panther. Now, that's hilarious. So I'm pretty much, I'm already pretty much was done with Marvel when they started showing things that just I don't approve of. I, I'm going to just straight up tell you, I'm, I'm very homophobic since that's the term you want to use. Am I scared of them? Because they're definitely not using the terminology correctly because you can be gay, and guess what? You still hate black people. So let's cut the bullshit out. That's, that's just what it is, okay? So how about this? Another thing that, that is uh, hilarious, the Dilbert creator goes on a racist rant. Yeah, he goes on a racist rant. So, of course, what do they do? They basically uh, take all this stuff. But guess what? Guess who else is uh, mysteriously part of some bullshit, too? 
Yeah. The make of uh, Telsa. Let's see what uh, your boy from t the boy that does the Telsa do. Because did you know he was from South Africa? Check this CEO out. Elon Musk sunk to a new low, defending Scott Adams, the illustrator of the comic strip Dilbert. Adams went on a deplorable racist rant on YouTube. The best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. I think it makes no sense whatsoever as a uh, white citizen of America to try to help black citizens anymore. He spewed, I don't want to have anything to do with them and called African-Americans a hate group. Musk offered no criticism of Adams and tweeted that the media are the ones who are racist against whites and Asians. There was once a country where not having anything to do with black people was the law of the land until 1994. It was apartheid South Africa, the country where Musk happened to be born and raised until he was 17 years old. Coincidence? A New York Times article on Musk's life in South Africa said, Interviews with relatives and former classmates of Musk reveal an upbringing in elite, segregated white communities that were littered with anti-black government propaganda and detached from the atrocities that white political leaders inflicted on the black majority. This emerging picture of Elon's prejudice is even more disturbing after Musk shared a Super Bowl suite with Fox News founder Rupert Murdoch, a purvey of race-baiting propaganda in his own right. Additionally, California is investigating complaints that Elon's company, Tesla, allowed rampant racial discrimination against African-American employees in its San Francisco factory. Tesla was also ordered to pay $15 million to a black employee after a jury decided last year that the car company had failed to stop racism he faced on the job. Personally, I am so sick and tired of white wine. No, not this stuff. Love this stuff. But delusional white people who can't stop whining that they are victims of discrimination. Here are the inconvenient facts. White men are just 30% of the population, but white men exercise minority rule over 42 legislatures, the House of Representatives, and statewide offices from coast to coast. Brookings found the net worth of a typical white family is nearly 10 times greater than that of a black family. Black taxpayers are three times more likely to face an IRS audit. The richest black mothers and their babies are twice as likely to die as the richest white mothers and their babies during childbirth. Black adults are about five times as likely as whites to say they've been unfairly stopped by police because of their race or ethnicity. Black Americans are 3.23 times more likely than white Americans to be killed by police. Yet white people are victims? More white wine. Twitter used to be compared to YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook. Since Musk bought the platform, Twitter's online peers are the motley crew of Gab and Truth Social, Donald Trump's platform. Every day, Musk is sounding more like white grievance peddlers and Christian nationalists, such as Bobo, Maddie, and Marge. <laughs> who last week called for a civil war and a separation of the states. Elon's Twitter has sadly been reduced to a platform for prejudice, where shady characters manipulate 280 characters to spill white wine. No thanks. I think I've had enough. So, <clears throat> there we go once again with that crap. You know, I don't, I don't really understand. I know personally black people... Ain't even looking for revenge. I said this before a long time ago. All they ever wanted was to be treated equal. That's it. They wanted the same thing everybody else wanted. Is there a problem in the black community? Of course. Should we get reparations? Of course. 
but we also need education. We need the same education and upbringing as white people get in their schools. If we get that, I believe truly there wouldn't be any problems. The disparity is huge. Black people, there's black people that I know, even me personally, I had to learn by going up. Nobody knows about legislation. We don't know about how the government is actually one. People don't know, they don't know about unions. They don't know about town halls and where to go to. This is all because there is no education and nobody is trying to help. See, I, 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 I forgot which president was. It could have been Lyndon. Uh, I'm, don't don't quote me on it, but you could look it up. But basically, he said, "What you did is you freed you freed the slaves and just said, here, here you go. That's it. Not telling them what to do, not giving them any instructions. You just sent them out bareback, riding naked, not knowing what to do. And then when they start doing what they got to do as far as selling drugs and everything else, you want to blame them." But aren't you the slave owners are to blame? You just just said, hey, here you go. Because even back in the day, when you go in the Bronx, they got a documentary that you need to watch called Fight the Power by Chuck T. It was made uh, 2023. It's brand new. Uh, it's about the history of hip hop because it's not just about hip hop. And I may have given the title wrong, but guess what? I mean... I, I I remember back in the day, the Bronx was like it looked like it it looked like a war it looked like a war zone. Buildings weren't being fixed, and the mayors and Ronald Reagan at the time didn't put any money in New York. Yeah, as famous as it is now, New York was a, a waste bucket. Nobody kid, nobody was trying to finance it at all. Nobody they. I'm a, hopefully I could do a documentary about that. But I mean, it it was it was crazy back in the day. I tell you, it was it was crazy. But yo, check this out. More on the Dilbert creators racist rant. Here, this is what happened to him after that. Apparently. The biggest story in the newspaper is on the comics I love page. Hassan Minaj. Newspapers across the country are dropping the Dilbert comic strip after its creator Scott Adams went on a tirade this weekend calling black Americans a hate group and advising white people to stay away from them. The Dilbert creator referencing a poll that indicated 53% of black Americans agree with the statement it's okay to be white. If you know, nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, uh, that's a hate group. The best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where, you know, I have a very low black population. <laughs> oh, my God. He just kept going. He's like, black people are a hate group. White people should stay away from black people. I stay away from black people. And Kanye heard this and was like, whoa, whoa, my brother. Face yourself. By the way, Scott Adams, why do you have a podcast? You have one of the most successful comic strips in the world, but you're podcasting at youtube.com backslash real coffee with Scott Adams. Like, why? Bro, you got rich off of doodles. Take the W. Be happy. The guy who created that cool S thing from middle school wishes he could be you. So, there you go with that. 
Oh, but man, it gets it gets better. It gets better. Finally, another Asian named Amy Chen. I give kudos to him because like I said, and I said this to my sister, I said, see, white, Asian, and whoever have to be the ones who speak about accountability because if you say something, they only listen to the propaganda. So here's what Amy Chen said on TikTok about Asians because this whole... Uh, thing about there's some Asian hate Please, going the on. The issue is of Asian American owned businesses operating in black communities is a huge source of tension because it is part of the daily violence faced by black people in their own communities when they are disrespected as customers to the literal physical violence, as was the case of the salon in Brooklyn, where a black woman was locked into the salon by workers while they beat her with broomsticks, to the damage done to the psyches of particularly black children when they are accused of shoplifting. And this isn't a topic that I'm going to be able to cover in one video, but it is a conversation that I do want to start. I think that if you ask some people what was the source of the tension, they'll say the LA riots and what happened in Koreatown, but you cannot mention the LA riots without recognizing the unaliving of Latasha Harlan's the year before. A 15-year-old girl who was unalived by an Asian shop owner who thought that she was shoplifting orange juice, but the money to pay for the orange juice was in her hand when she was unalived. To overlook that is to value profit and property over black bodies, which is at the root of the United States systemically racist system and capitalism. But I think that we have to go all the way back to the Civil Rights Amendment of 1964 and then the opening of Asian immigration in 1965. So in 1964, white power structure almost faced accountability to black people. Black people should have started to be able to receive loans to open businesses in their own communities. But instead, in 1965, the United States opened the door to Asian immigration and redlining meant that Asian Americans were receiving business loans, but only to open businesses in black communities. And black people were still not receiving loans to open businesses in their own communities. So where you have this weaponized positionality of people's way, of course, you were going to have resentment not only over the supplanted opportunity to open businesses in their communities, but also over the fact that the black dollar is now being paid out twice, once when the customer pays for the goods or services, and then again, when the Asian business owner removes that wealth from the black community. And I frequently heard the tension being framed as mutual misunderstanding, where these Asian shop owners didn't know about the civil rights struggles of black people and black people were not familiar with the culture of Asian business owners. But I don't think that it can be framed as mutual misunderstanding where there is an uneven power dynamic. You have one demographic that is the business owners and you have the other demographic that is having to pay. So where there is uneven power, I don't think that it's accurate to frame it as mutual misunderstanding. So, I mean, there you have it with that. And I want to apologize. Her name was Miss Amy Chen. I don't know why I said... Uh, him, but that was an accident. <clears throat> but see, there is something I didn't know, cause I was like, why do they, why do they keep coming in the neighborhood? But they, they, but see, they, the, the white America considered Asians, uh, 
less than dogs also. So they basically say, hey, why don't we just put him in with the rest of the dregs and whatever and let it work there. And then that's just been something that's been going on forever. But by the way, that Asian, um, the Korean that shot the black young girl, um, she was found guilty. And the white judge said that, well, I I see killers and she doesn't look like a killer and gave her probation and time served. So I don't know. Well, <laughs> That's 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 a kick in the face right there. And this con the cons the habitual and constant uh disrespect towards black people is just astounding. And I don't think any other race in the entire world has ever been faced or treated in this type of manner. Now you can add Mexicans as far as them talking about the borders and everything else. But as I said, no, we have been slaves throughout all the world, throughout a lot of countries, Australia, even in Cuba, your man, um, Batista, I talked about this before, Batista basically used the blacks that was, uh, mining for sugar canes. Uh, he basically used them, but, but when it came time to put them in the forefront as the face of Cuba, they chose uh, the white, the white light face of Cuban, of Cubans. This this happens everywhere. Same. This is this is everywhere, man. I'm, I'm telling you right now. We we are we the most uh, disrespected race, even to our own people, and that's just due to the systematic racism that has occurred with us. You you want to treat people like animals, they're going to act like animals. So don't get mad when you say, oh, black people always lie. Black people always doing this. There's a reason. It didn't come from nowhere. Your man Biden is is recorded, has been recorded during the, during the Clinton administration. When they started that three-strike law, that man was like, I don't care about what drove them to this. These people are coming in here. They're going to not, I'm not going to worry about them knocking on my door, killing my grandmother and all that. My man literally said he don't care what problems, social problems that you had. Your man, your man Nixon, your man Ronald Reagan, they both caught on tape. Calling you niggas and baboons and monkeys. And by right, black people should be upset. Yo, when not not and trust me, I don't give a damn about Barack. He he didn't do shit. Uh, even when he he was up there, the white people were scared. They thought, they thought, I kid you not, this white this white lady said, yo, if you put Barack Obama as president, he gonna enslave us all. As if that nigga had, and I say nigga, yes, as if he had the power to enslave y'all. Y'all split it. I feel like, yo, there's so many stupid people in this world. It's, and that ain't even just white people. There's just stupid people, stupid human beings in this world. I tell you, man, this is the only time I agree with Darwin. Rate that racist fuck. And eugenics. Like, come on, man. We got to stop producing these fucking idiot people, man. On both sides, there's too many morons out there. There's too many, man. I might not be the brightest student, but yo, I, 
I could read between the line. I could read the room, man. Come on. Stop creating these moronic people. Please. Bong. I'm done for now.